Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. Awesome. Who loves the Word of God? Well, we are going to dive into the Word today. I'd love if you can open with me to Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27. Now, this is the, the story uh, if, you're, if you're a guest today, uh, just so you understand what this story is, it's a story when Jesus fell asleep in the front of a boat, okay? It's a story of when He fell asleep, in, not only in a boat, but in, a, in the midst of a storm in the middle of the night as well. It was this crazy storm that hit. And, uh, and this, there's such keys and such principles that come out of this. And I believe God has a, just a word for today, just from this particular story. So let's dive into it. It says, Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with His disciples. Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke Him up shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Jesus responded, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then He got up and rebuked the wind and waves and suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they, they asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. Now, I have, a, I have a question I want to pose to everybody today. And it's actually the title of my message. It's this. Who is in your boat? Who is in your boat? It's a great question. In this circumstance and situation, the disciples had forgotten who was in their boat? Who's ever been in a situation where you, you're, you're with somebody, but they're kind of not present in the moment? It's kind of like they're, they're not getting what's going on. It's kind of like, you, are you not seeing what is happening right now? You ever been in one of those moments? You know, when I was, when I was 12 years old, I used to ride my bike everywhere, okay? You love the freedom, a 12-year-old, carefree. My parents used to let me ride to school and ride home. And there was a group of mates uh, that we used to ride together. And, uh, and there was uh, three other friends. And, and our, the route home from school always included this massive big hill. Now, we could have gone three or four different other ways, but we always went this way. Why? Because there was a hill. We never rode up the hill to school, but we always rode down the hill. Okay, and, and so we're, we're, we're heading home this one day and, and uh, I, know, I know I have two sons and whenever I ride, you know, go out and riding and I'll run and they'll ride their bikes. If, they, if something catches their attention, they kind of, their head goes, but the, the, the steering wheel goes with them, so to speak. They start, they're kind of all over the place, unpredictable. And as 12 years old, I'm riding home with my friends and we're heading down this hill. I'm in front and I remember distinctly laughing about something, looking back at my friends while I'm heading down a hill around a corner. How many know, ever seen 12-year-olds do this? All right. And so as I, as I look back, as I come around the corner, suddenly just stuck in the middle of the road is a learner car. Just stopped in the middle of the road. And, uh, and, and this is crazy. I have no idea how this learner driver was able to stall their car going down a hill. It just, it just, to this day, I can't understand. Even as a 12-year-old, I couldn't understand. How can you stall a car going down the hill? I understand going up the hill, but going down, 
this is crazy. And, and I look back and we have got no other option but to slam on the brakes. I mean, bikes are skidding everywhere uh, to avoid hitting this car. I mean, we're banging into each other. There's 12-year-old boys, there's bikes all in a mashed little mess. And we are sliding on the road. And, uh, and, and we come to a stop right beside this car. We didn't hit the car, thank goodness, thank God. But we stop and we're all just all entangled in our bikes and each other, sitting there moaning and bleeding on the side of the road. And so in this moment, of course, the driving instructor gets out. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a man, he, he jumps out. And, uh, and the learner, uh, you know, driver jumps out as well. She's probably a 16-year-old girl. She gets out of the car and, uh, and, and, and the man, he runs over. He's like, are you boys okay? Is everything all right? He's frantic. He doesn't know if anyone's broken bones. He doesn't know if everyone's alive. It's, we're just sitting there and, and, and our only response is to uh, moan, all right? And we're just sitting there bleeding in a lot of pain, all right? And I remember distinctly looking up at this 16-year-old girl because in this moment, she stops as the driving instructor is frantically trying to see if everyone's okay, looks in at the car and says this statement, why is there a yellow light flashing on the dashboard? And I'm 12 years old and I'm sitting there and I looked up and I thought, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you not present in this moment? Are you not understanding what has just happened in this moment? And, and, but the, the issue was maybe, you know, she had earned her money at McDonald's that week and she was paying good money for that driving lesson and she was not going to waste one moment. She did not care about four 12-year-old boys bleeding on the side of the road. Man, I'm paying for your instruction, so you better tell me, why is this yellow light flashing? Now, in this moment, it makes me think the disciples must have felt a little the same. Jesus, are you not present in this moment? Are you not understanding what is going on right now in this moment? There is a storm. This is crazy. There's waves coming in the boat. We can't even bail out the water as quicker than it's coming in. The wind is howling. The lightning is striking. And you're asleep. This is crazy. Now, I've got to tell you, it must have been some kind of storm. Most of these disciples are fishermen. They've grown up on the water. Their parents, their fathers were fishermen. These guys know how to navigate the waters. But yet, they are freaking out. It must have been some kind of a storm. And what is the difference between the fact that four fishermen or, or, or a bunch of fishermen here are freaking out and Jesus is asleep? How can he have rest in the midst of a storm? How can he be at peace in the midst of a storm? It doesn't make sense. How come he wasn't present in that moment? You know what the, the difference is? Is authority. That's the difference. The difference is authority or spiritual authority. And this is what Jesus knew. This is what Jesus knew. He knew, you're not going to die in this moment. I'm not going to die. This is not my time. We are going to live through this. So he knew that he was above and beyond nature. 
He knew that the winds had to obey him. He knew that the waves had to obey him. He knew that nature needed to obey his authority. He had greater authority in that moment. And the disciples forgot this one thing. They forgot who was in their boat. They forgot who was riding shotgun in their boat. He was asleep, but they forgot who he was. And in this moment, as they're freaking out, Jesus is asleep. And I love what Colossians says about Jesus. This is such a great explanation, explanation of just who he is, his authority, his nature. It says in Colossians 1, 15 to 17, it says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is, what's this word? Supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. That's who's in the boat? Is that who's in the boat? He holds all creation together. Now, when you take a moment to just think about this, that Jesus was there at creation. Nothing was created but through His words. John says that He was with God. He is the Word of God. He was there at the beginning. He spoke everything into being. You just think about the fact that our earth orbits around the sun. And if it was just that lit a few degrees off axis, it would fly off into the distance. If, it, if the earth didn't, wasn't the distance it was away from the sun, we would burn up. If it was too far away from the sun, we would freeze. It's this perfect orbit around the sun. And this God that holds that together is lying asleep in my boat. He's the one. Paul is telling us in Colossians, hey, don't lose sight of who he is. Who is in your boat? And sometimes we can feel in life like the disciples. Sometimes there are things that life can work a little like this. is stimulation and response. Stimulation and response. Another stimulation and response. Repeat, repeat repeat. Meaning that things happen in life, circumstances arise, and we react to them as quickly as possible. We move on those things. Stimulation and response, stimulation and response. Here the disciples, the stimulation was the storm. And their response was to freak out in that moment. They thought they were going to die and it was genuine. All right? So the storm is there, there's a stimulation, and the response was to freak out and forget who was in the boat. And sometimes it's easy to forget who's in your boat because we're more concerned about what's rocking the boat instead. So much in life is like, oh man, the finances. Oh gosh, the, the, the family right now. Oh man, the work and the situations at work. Oh man, these situations around me. And, and sometimes these moments that arise. Maybe it's the bill that came in the mail that you didn't expect to be so high. You have no idea how you're going to pay it. 
Maybe it's the job that's run out of work and, and suddenly you get the notice that Friday afternoon, hey, don't come back Monday. Maybe it's that uni assignment if you're in uni today and man, you, you failed that, that 50% assignment and suddenly you're in a position right now where you're thinking, man, I don't know if I'm going to pass this subject. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Maybe it's that doctor's report you never expected. It's stimulation. And oftentimes, we look to what we will do first rather than who we should look to. This is how human nature works, isn't it? Something arises, stimulation, it's like, how do I fix this? How, what do I do? And Jesus is more saying to us and He's speaking to us today and saying, no, 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 look at me. Look at me. Don't try and work out, first of all, what to do. Make sure your eyes are fixed on me. Who is in your boat? This is the message today, that we don't forget this in our lives. Who is riding shotgun beside us? Who is in our boat? He is rested. He's got peace. He's got hope. He's got power to move on any situation. And He's in my boat. i got to tell you today, you know Jesus. If you've accepted Him into your life, He's in your boat. He's riding shotgun with you. In fact, it's actually a far better life when you just let Him steer the boat. And you ride shotgun with Him. Who's in your boat today? That's a word for some people today. Maybe you're in a situation, circumstance right now where you need to remember who is in your boat. What happens when we begin to switch on to who is in our boat, put our eyes on Jesus instead, we begin to tap into this thing is that there is peace in His presence. There is peace in His presence. Let's take a look at this. He says these words. It says in Matthew 8, 25 to 27, the disciples went and woke him up shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves and suddenly there was a great calm. See, I love this situation because Jesus gets up and goes, what are you guys afraid of? What are you freaking out for? And I can just picture that 12-year-old moment for me looking up at the 16-year-old learner driver thinking, are you present in this moment? Who cares about a yellow light flashing on the dashboard? Look at the situation. The disciples are looking at Jesus and going, are you still asleep? Are you present in this moment? We are freaking out. We're going to drown. Have you no idea what's going on right now? He's like, hey, what are you afraid of? Come on, what are you freaking out for? You know, it's almost like Jesus wasn't present in the moment. But Jesus was never going to be present in the moment. He was calling to the disciples to say, I want you to take a moment in my presence. I'm not going to be present in your moment. I want you to take a moment in my presence. I want you to remember who I am. I want you to come and forget the waves. Forget the wind right now. Look at me. Your faith is misdirected right now. See, church, we have to understand that fear is just misdirected faith. That's all it is. 
It's faith in the wrong things. That's what fear is. They had a lot of faith in that moment that the storm was going to take them out. That's where their faith was. Their faith was misdirected. And Jesus was saying, hey, you've misdirected your faith. You have so little faith. Come on, look at me right now. Put your faith back in me. Put your faith back in my power. Don't you, have you forgotten? I was there at creation. I created the heavens and the earth. I created the reason there are waves to come in the boat. I created this wind. I created you. Don't forget who I am. I hold this whole thing together. Come on, don't misdirect your faith so that it's fear. Fear me instead. Put your eyes on me instead. Open up your heart. Begin to see who I am. Yeah, it's a storm. It's not like I'm not aware, but I just know that I'm bigger than the storm. And today, He is bigger than the storm in your life. He's in your boat. He's around your life. He's in you. He's guiding you. He's helping you. He he, he empowers you. And He says, hey, first of all, take a moment in my presence. Remember that in my presence, that's where you find peace. That's where the peace is found. He's looking at the disciples and saying, I am the Prince of Peace. Isaiah prophesied about it. I'm that guy. I'm the Prince of Peace. Look at me. Come into my presence. Take a moment in my presence. Doesn't matter who you are or what's happened in your life. There is great power when we take a moment in His presence. Philippians 4, 5-7 says this. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all he has done. Then, he will, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I want to tell you today that that last phrase, that last statement there, that's where the power is. As you live in Christ Jesus. As you live in Christ Jesus. There's a power in that. Jesus looks at the disciples and says, you've forgotten to put your faith in me. Remember, I'm with you, but you're also with me. As you live your life in me, that's where the peace is. That's where the empowerment is. That's where the hope is. That's where the joy is. That's where the blessings flow. That's where the grace is. That's where the favor is. It's in me. As you live in me, I got all you need. Come on, there's storms, there's situations, there's circumstances in life, but they will never be bigger than me. Take a moment in my presence. Remember me. Remember who I am. I am in your boat. And I'm riding shotgun with you and you're riding shotgun with me. And today, if you know Jesus, He lives in you. What are the steps that we need to take in our lives? If the musicians and singers can come, please. What are the steps we need to take into our lives? To remember, Lord, how do I take a moment in your presence? How do I make sure that this is in my life every single day? Maybe if you're in a circumstance right now, in a situation, and you do not know how to navigate this. Maybe you've been kind of head down and just trying to fix it. Trying to fix the problem in the family. Trying to fix the problem in your marriage. Trying to fix the problem in your business. Just trying to fix it. And God's saying, hey, come on, I'm in your boat. I'm in your boat. 
When was the last time you spent some time with me? When was the last time you asked me what I thought? When was the last time you came and just, just sat in my presence and let my presence just flood around your life so that you could be reminded that my presence is greater than your circumstance? My power is greater than anything that this earth can offer up or anything the spirit realm can offer up. I am greater. I have authority over thrones and kingdoms in this world and in the spirit realm. I am greater. Philippians 2 says that Jesus Christ has the name above every other name. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue confess. In those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, that means everything. There's nothing that is not subject to Jesus Christ and His authority. He's in your boat. He's in my boat. And sometimes it's taken that moment in our lives to say, Lord, no matter what, no matter what's going on in the finances, no matter what's going on in my marriage, my family, my business, my life, my friendships, church life, you're in my boat. And I ain't going to forget that. I'm going to tap into that. What are the steps you need to take? What does that look like on Monday for you? Tomorrow. Because maybe the last few months have been, oh man, I'm just trying to make it through the day. But God says, hey, why don't you take a moment in my presence. I can give you a better way to do this. I can give you a more peaceful way to do this. I can show you my grace and how it works. Take a moment in my presence. I want to ask this question to you today. And maybe you're here and you've been brought by a friend or a family member or you saw Noosa Church online and you thought, man, I'm going to church today. I'm going to check out church. I've got to go. I, gotta, I just got to get there. And you've heard this message today and saying, who's in your boat? And is Jesus in your boat? But I want to ask you today, maybe you've never known Jesus being in your life. You've never known what it's like to have him in your life, to do life with God. You know, most of us here today at Noosa Church, we have a, we have a relationship with God. We've got a faith in God. We're walking this life with God. We love Him and we know how much He loves us. But I want to tell you today that this God who created the heavens and the earth and everything you see, you touch, you, you're a part of in this life, He made it. And He wants a relationship with you. He wants a, to make a connection with your life today. You can do life with Jesus. And today, if you want to know Jesus... If you want to have Him in your boat, because it's the best life you can live, I want to ask you today, all you need to do is just raise your hand. Raise your hand and say, yeah, I need Jesus in my life. I, I want to experience that. I want to know that of having Jesus in my world. Maybe you're here today and you've, you've prayed a prayer to accept Jesus in your life in the past, but you know there's been steps and decisions in your life that you've walked away from God. And today you need to make a reconnection, a recommitment to Jesus. If that's you today, I want you to lift your hand as well. So if you want to know Jesus today, you want to connect with Him, you want Him to be in your boat today, I want you to lift your hand. I want you to raise it high right now if that's you. He loves you. He wants to do life with you. He wants to walk this journey with you. Life is far better with Jesus than without Him. Father, I just pray for anyone here today. 
that God, I do sense in my heart that there's some people that are, that don't know you. And Lord, my prayer for them is that, Lord, you would show them how real you are, how much you love them, how much you have hope and life and joy and peace for their lives. And I pray for that to be revealed to them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church. 